Welcome to Life's Journeys podcast by Aviva. I'm Paddy Delaney and I'll be your host for today's episode, which is all about helping you develop financial knowledge for each of the decades of your life, from your 20s right through to retirement. I'll be taking you through the best practices for all of life's stages. I'm joined by guests Noel and Nolene, who will take us through the biggest financial decisions they had to make throughout the decades of their life, and they'll share the advice they would give themselves now if they could go back in time. As an independent financial advisor, my role is to help clients make informed decisions and take ownership of their financial future. My podcast called Informed Decisions is a weekly podcast sharing ideas and insights to help consumers in Ireland. I'm super excited to be here with you today, recording this uh, Life Journeys podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, if you will. My name is Nolene, and I'm from Dublin. I'm mm-hmm. 63 years old. I started my career um, as a bookkeeper in merchant banking. Right. And then I went on to uh, be an administrator in a publishing house. Mm. And at 32 years of age, I, I did a start your own business course. Right. And I, I went into some business ventures, um, cartridge recycling, wedding planning, smoked salmon business. Okay. Um, I was very cautious, though, and I really didn't invest much money into them. Okay. Um, I didn't really have a team around me either. Mm. I was doing everything on my own, so I didn't have media, etc. Okay. Uh, marketing, all that sort of thing. So they didn't work out. Um, I went on then when I realized I was the businesswoman of the year. Mm-hmm. I went on to study music and I became a professional musician and uh, a music teacher. And uh, then I went on to uh, get a qualification uh, in business studies uh, with an emphasis on IT. Mm-hmm. And that uh, in turn led me to um, a, a teaching qualification. So I was teaching in the adult education sector for 10 years. Wow. Okay, so quite a quite a colourful journey. Very colourful, yes, <laughs> <Okay>. and tiring. <laughs> I'd love to delve, if we had more time, I'd love to delve in to hear all about those adventures. Uh, and, and Noel? Yeah, I'm uh, 62. I'm originally from Tipperary. At 19, I opted out of college and joined the Gardaí. I had considered being an accountant uh, before that, but uh, I thought the Gardaí would be more interesting. Um, and... Hmm. Uh, it turned out to be uh, quite demanding and dangerous at times, okay. uh, but overall it was very interesting. Hmm. Uh, and the other thing is, I got to reinvent myself every few years uh, within it uh, by uh, transferring into different sections and being okay. assigned to different projects. Um, I saw a lot of humanity and mm. the human condition in all its various forms. Mm. Uh, but I met a lot of really great people from all walks of life um, while I was in the Gardaí. Okay. I served for 33 years and retired from that job then when I was uh, 53. Okay, okay. So it's fair to say you guys have been retired, uh, give or take, 10 years approximately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. other roles. And yeah, stuff exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So look, the, the whole idea of, of today's conversation is, is to look at the decades throughout your lifetimes and, and what experience you had, financially speaking, right, without going into real specifics, but in yeah. general terms, what your experience was under each decade. So if we're to go 
I won't say way back, but if we were to go back to your 20s, um, what would you say were the big, the big financial decisions that you had to make in your 20s? Well, I learned how to drive when I was 17 and mm. I got my first car when I was 20. Okay. I liked travelling, so what I used to do is uh, I'd borrow from the credit union every year and I'd go travelling and then I'd mm. repay throughout the year. Because if I had been oh. waiting on cash, I probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. Okay. Um, that worked out very well. And then I met Noel at the age of 26 and uh, we bought a house. He put a stop to all that travel, did he? It's, that? Uh, I think, uh, yes, it's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you bought a house at 27. We bought a house, uh, yeah, I was okay. about 28. We decided we weren't borrowing any more money for you know, buying new furniture, that okay. we'd do what we ha- yeah. with what we had and yeah. then we'd replace it. As time went by. Okay, so that was your twenties for you, Noel. Yeah, well, my twenties uh, was probably similar. I was single and I had no real ties. Um, I travelled quite a bit myself as well, and I okay. enjoyed a pretty good social life. Yes. Um, I suppose the first major financial decision I had to make was actually buying a car. Okay, and I, I didn't buy my car at St. Eleven was well maybe twenty two. At twenty seven I bought a house. Mm. I had been saving for a for a while for it. Okay. Uh, at, at at that time you had to show that you had a ten percent deposit yeah. and show that you'd been saving for two years. Yeah. So I uh, I had been saving a bit for that. Um uh, once I suppose once I turned twenty five I started kind of focusing okay. on, on that a bit. Very good. Um and then uh I'm not sure if I uh, stopped Nolan's travel or she stopped mine, but uh, well, <laughs> we still have travelled quite a bit both together okay, since then. You know? Excellent. Okay, uh, and in what what I find interesting is that for people that are in their twenties today, not an, not an awful lot has changed. I guess from a from the perspective of buying a car, you know, that's that can be still a big financial decision for people to make, uh, whether they're borrowing or whether they're saving to buy that car. I did a piece of research uh, last year, and, and on average, a, a, a you know a relatively new car, uh, including depreciation and tax and maintenance, etc., would cost in the region of five hundred euros per month for somebody to keep on the road. Which, if you're uh, paying tax on your income, which most of us are, uh, you need to earn probably seven hundred euros, or indeed nine hundred euros, to actually get that net amount to to keep a car on the road. So it's a significant commitment, even something like a car, and and indeed. Speaking of buying houses, uh, it's the very same now, right? Uh, in terms of the deposits that people would need and indeed their savings record that they'd need to have before a, a bank or a lender will actually uh, deem them a, a, a safe uh, pair of hands to, to, to lend money to. Um, my, my general recommendations for people in their 20s is not less less about the financial and it's about that aspect of going and living life and enjoying uh, enjoying the time that you have right <laughs> to go and do the adventures and explore but i what i do suggest to people is to is to educate themselves around personal finance because personal finance is generally not something people learn about in school right or indeed college um, and then when they come out uh, into the workforce they're earning income some people are naturally well able to look after that income and others less so. So what I do encourage people is to actually 
educate themselves about uh, finance whatever listening to the podcast reading blogs reading books but just understand how to manage money in your 20s you, you have cars bought you have a uh, house bought and into your 30s then what were the big life events or big financial decisions that you had in your 30s well i became a, a mom in my okay. 30s Fantastic. um so i took care of my daughter in the day i was doing those businesses Yes, okay. at the same time, you're juggling all that. same time in the daytime, which are right. not the, easy. Yeah, not, not easy. But it was at home, you see, so yes. it was, I could, okay. it was very flexible. Yeah. Um, but then I de- decided to invest in a, in a, a PA system. Mm. And uh, I started to gig and okay. stay sing. So I went yeah. out in the, in the night time, which was great. We decided to buy an investment property. Mm-hmm. So we remortgaged the house. So that was your 30s from your perspective, Noel, from you. Yeah, the biggest uh, investments in in my early 30s were all around home improvements. We yeah, okay. built a, uh, an extension onto the house and uh, put in double glazing, mm-hmm. um, which kind of saw as an investment. We also started putting money aside for my daughter's education, okay, which was, you know, she was very young at the time, yeah, but you have brilliant. to start looking ahead. Yeah. And so... We were kind of looking in probably at different savings plans and insurance policies mm. and sort of investments for for, for in the future, yes. you know, because it yes. kind of focuses our mind slightly more so than absolutely. in our twenties, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and what I what I I guess witness a lot uh, is when people become parents. Um, that it, it sort of sharpens the focus a little bit on, on preparing and protecting your, your, your kids Definitely. now that you're all of a sudden responsible for. Um, and there's nothing I don't think can prepare you for that, um, that mindset that, that sort of kicks in when that happens for most of us. So what typically would, would come into play there for people if they don't already own a home, when, when kids arrive, it's like, okay, I want to put a roof over our heads and there's, there's sort of a natural instinct to do that. Um, but also... A real need to protect if you are earning an income to protect that income so for instance if you are unable to work due to an illness or an injury or, or indeed a debt that there would be some sort of form of cover for the for the income that would disappear if you disappeared so whether that's income protection or life cover or illness cover or whatever type of uh, resource would be needed to, to fill in that gap would be key and also that preparing for the future which you guys have already mentioned about saving for children's education the the thing that i would encourage people to do is to is to try and prepare even a little bit for some of the long-term expenses and long-term needs that you know you're going to have so looking back on your 30s would you would what advice would you give yourself if you're in your if you were to go back to your 30s um i'm pretty happy with the choices I made, mm-hmm. but I think uh, perhaps I could have uh, focused it more on getting promotion. Okay. Uh, promotion would have led to more status, but mm-hmm. status isn't really all that important because uh, yeah. to me, it's, it's nice, okay. but, but okay. I can't cash it in the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> so, yeah. can't uh, spend status. Yeah. Uh, aside from the status, obviously, it would have meant more, uh, more pay. Yeah. But perhaps uh, a worse work-life balance. Correct, yeah. Uh, and... It, it's very likely that I would, it's probably almost left that I would have ended up working and living uh, away from home. Yes. All right. And, you know, with a young family yeah, yeah. and the extra traveling and all that, that would negate, I think, any extra salary that I that I would have got. Yeah. And uh, just one thing that comes to mind, actually, I was at home on the day my daughter took her very first steps and uh, I, I couldn't really put a monetary 
yeah. as much as important all his yeah. money as I couldn't put a monetary yeah. value uh, on, on that being yeah. there for, for that, Fantastic. you know. Okay, great. So that's really valuable insight indeed. And for yourself, Nolene, looking at the 30s, would you, well, what advice back, would you um, give yourself? I had, I had very good concept, business concepts. Mm. But I didn't uh, invest much money, you know, I was very cautious, didn't take really risks. So um, looking back on that, I'll give you an example. Uh, when we were looking for properties, I'd be trawling through newspapers mm. because, of course, we didn't have the Internet then. No. No. So I'd be trawling through newspapers and listings and all of that. And uh, I think the Internet came into Ireland around 1991. Okay. And websites, and I was thinking, gosh, if I only had all of these auctioneers and all of these properties on one website, I said. And I thought, wow, there's a great idea. Now, this is well before Daft or my home or anything. Mm. And I was thinking, God, that is a great idea. But I didn't go for it. Yes. I knew there was a niche in the market. Mm. I knew it was a great idea. But again, I didn't have that courage to yeah. to to go with it and, and, and go develop go a website. That's so I suppose looking back, I think I'd take a little bit more risk. Would you? If there's a, right. if there's a, a niche in the market, if it's a very good concept yeah. and you think it's going to work. And in, in fact, we all know now that it did work yeah, um, yeah. With, the, with the great websites out there for housing. Okay. So that would be the advice I'd give myself, really. Well, you seem very entrepreneurial to me, Nolene. So, you know, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. The next best time is today. So maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe now's your time. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so if we if we then fast forward to to your 40s, I believe in your 40s, you decided to foster uh, foster children. Is that right? Yes. Um, well, at the age of 32, I had a miscarriage okay. and uh, I had one child then and mm. uh, we tried with no success to have a second child. Mm -hmm. So we went to have some testing. We thought maybe something is wrong and mm. there was nothing wrong. Okay. So uh, we decided as time went on then that we might consider adoption. Yes. But there were no babies in Ireland for adoption at that time. Okay. So we decided maybe the, in, the uh, adoption from abroad. Mm. So we went to a meeting about that and you'd have to have 10,000 Irish pounds, it was at the time, for uh, interpreters, hotels, really? travel and all of that. Okay. So, of course, we didn't have that kind yeah. of money. So we hit, the net, we hit that one on the head. Mm. But on the way out of that meeting, we saw a, um, a poster on the wall uh, reading, Have You Considered Fostering? Wow. And that's what led us into into fostering. Um, and over the years, we fostered five children and we're still in touch with some of them. Fantastic. And then uh, another big decision uh, I made in my 40s uh, was to pursue my education further. Mm. I invested in the teaching qualification I yeah. mentioned earlier. Yeah. And uh, I became a teacher in the adult education sector, which is in the evening, which was perfect because I could stay home in the daytime. So that worked out really well. Okay, well done. So they were big decisions, both, right? They were. They were very big decisions. And yeah, from huge. a financial perspective, did you have to do some planning around that, or consider the impacts, and you know how, how to manage all of that together? Did you? Yeah, we had. Yeah, like it. It, it, it did take a, a lot of discussion. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, it is a big decision to make, but one that we would have absolutely no no regrets whatsoever <coughs> about doing. Yeah, yeah, it's been. It was a, it was a, it, it, it was a very nice thing to do. Yeah, I, I yeah, to say, you know, absolutely. and yeah. um, we were very happy we, we did it. Great, you know, when when I when I was uh, in my forties, also mm. I went back to college in the evenings, and um, 
And because we had foster kids at the time, uh, you know, I was hoping that if I, I, I was going for promotion again, that I, that I, and, and I got promo, promotion. Yes. But I was lucky because uh, it came at a time and it was for a position that actually was quite suitable to me. I didn't have to travel okay, away from home. Right. Yes, yes. And uh, so I, I, I was lucky, you know, I, but mm. I'm a great believer in karma. Yeah, yeah. And uh, having an increase in income allowed us then to invest in some other different financial products and to remortgage our, 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 our own house. Mm. Um, some of the investments worked well and yeah. some of them probably not so well. Okay. So there were certain times when we had to, um, maybe stressful enough sort of times that mm. we had to steer a course yeah. through maybe choppy waters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but it's, you know, we had to tighten our belts and it all worked out fine, thank God. Okay, okay. Um, Thanks for sharing that, and, and indeed, in, in the in when people are in their forties, what I what I often see is is people's careers, if they're working full time, are, are probably well established. And as you, you've touched on there, Noel, you know, incomes might go up due to promotions or change of roles, and invariably, the, one of two things will happen in those circumstances: that their lifestyle will expand to absorb that additional income, right? Mm -hmm. As in they'll buy more stuff, they'll buy newer cars, they'll, you know, they'll, whatever that might be, or they will actually utilize that additional income to put it aside for future, for future needs, whether that's education or retirement pots or, or whatever the case may be, or big holidays, etc. In the 40s, it can be a, a, quite a challenging time from a financial perspective where you've got you know, kids, you know, maybe going to secondary school, you know, they're starting to cost a lot more. They, they need all the latest gear and clothes and all that sort of stuff. And then you're you're trying to manage that with, you know, saving, you know, short, medium and long term uh, needs as well. So it's, it's a case of really understanding where you are in that cycle and, and trying to put a plan in place. Looking back, uh, what advice would you give your, your 40 year old selves? Um, well, before the crash in 2008, mm. we invested in a property abroad. Okay. And I suppose looking back on that, um, I would have been a bit more careful because we were yeah. pretty confident in the property market mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. Things were, were flying at that time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we couldn't have predicted the crash. So um, looking back in my 40s, I think I'd be a bit more careful and not be mm. taken by, uh, you know, those crest of a wave thing yeah. the market going up yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of thing it can be very easy and have great empathy for people when they you know they're swept along by media and you know everybody talking about oh you yeah property yes. or, or whatever investment might be all the rage it was you know mm. uh, cryptocurrencies there a couple of years ago right um it, it, it i find often it's a case of nearly helping people avoid the mistakes as opposed to finding the winners, right? It can help people achieve their long-term financial goals. Um, Noel, what would, you, what would you think yourself in terms of what, you've, what you would do differently in the 40s? Uh, in the 40s, well, my general advice is supposed to be, and I, follow, I did actually follow this advice mm. to, to, to some extent, and maybe if I, if I went back again, I might mm -hmm. follow it even, even more. But um, um, basically it was it's like the old cliche not to keep all one's eggs yes. in, in one basket. Yes. And the other thing is <clears throat> we all have to make decisions throughout our life. Mm. Most decisions have some kind of risk. Yeah. Um, and especially with financial decisions. Mm. So my advice would be always to do you know, as much research as you yes. can be beforehand yeah. and get trusted opinions yeah. and try 
to figure out the consequences of yeah. one's actions. I think you've, you've touched on a really interesting point, diversification. Um, you know, not putting all our eggs in one basket. And I've, I've worked with, with several people who probably were guilty of that in the past, but have, have seen the benefits of, of taking a diversified approach to investments. Um, and and I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of, of, um, of the the potential and indeed the returns that people have achieved from investing in the likes of well-diversified global equities. Over the last 20 years, over the last 100 years, the returns have been second to none, including property and including everything else that you care to mention. So it's a case of figuring out what is, what's your need for return? What do you actually want to achieve? What's the end goal, right? And then what's the best, uh, what's the best structure that will help you get there? Ultimately is, is a way of approaching that. So looking at your 50s, so uh, which last decade, uh, essentially, for you, what, uh, what were the major things that happened for you in your 50s financially? Uh, well, the major thing that happened to me was I retired mm. at 53 and did some ad hoc work. Then uh, you could retire after 30 years. I did actually 33 years in it. Um, so that was a major decision. Uh, but like retiring was an absolutely huge decision. Yes. You know, I mean, it has financial implications and has like uh, it's life changing yeah. Im- Im- implications. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, with you, in relation to that, I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever. Most most of the clients that I work with are are, are sort of in their late forties or indeed their fifties, and you know, within ten years of retirement. And uh, what I find is. You know, the, the finish line, for want of a better term, really comes into focus at that stage. Um, and most people aren't fortunate enough to have defined benefit schemes, right? Defined benefit pension schemes, which are going to guarantee them a set amount of income for the rest of their days. Um, and, and those that, that don't have defined benefit schemes need to be very planful about how they structure their retirement pots as they, and pension pots as they approach that finish line. And indeed, considering what their drawdown strategy is and what income they will need once they do retire and how they're going to generate that. So whether that's from pensions or whether that's investments in property, investments in equity funds, investments in forestry, residential property, etc. It's a case of figuring out what is the most effective and tax efficient way of structuring all of that. And indeed, when you want to retire. Like life is not a rehearsal, right? We we only get one crack at it. So, uh, I would encourage people once they're financially financially able to retire, is a great time to actually think about okay, what do we want to do and when do we want to do it. So you're now in your sixties. What what big decisions are or how are you finding you know the management of finances now that you're you're in your sixties at this stage? Well, um, looking back. I think we've landed in a very good place. Great. So yeah, we're I think so, yeah. pretty happy Great. with our with our lot now. Well really, done. well done. We've we've paid off our loans except for for, for the tracker mortgage, which is a very good place to be. We've we sold one car, so we don't have, you know uh, because we didn't we didn't really need it. Yeah, it was just yeah. sitting in the driveway and cost us money. Sure. And now it's actually it's a time about we we'll say just maintaining things yes. uh, as we're going forward yes. and including maintaining our, our health and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and keeping active mentally mm. and physically, which I think is, is, is very important as well. But definitely when, when people are in their 50s, they definitely to be looking ahead to yeah. a life where they won't be working and yeah. and their career will become to a finish yeah. and looking forward to it with, in, in, uh, uh, with, with, with enjoyment Enthusi- in mind. Enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Enthusiasm, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, what 
what I what I often see, uh, and I'm really interested interested to get your take on it, is that when people retire, their their expenses and their expenditure, right, don't necessarily fall because they all of a sudden have maybe forty hours a week where they used to be working, right, that they're not now working, that they they want to fill doing something, right. So and and oftentimes the money they need actually increases, though their income might have stopped, right? Uh, how have you found, have you found that your expenditure has gone up, gone down, or stayed broadly similar uh, since you retired? Well, we just love traveling. Okay, so, so travel you know, is a big thing. we're still travelers, and uh, yeah, we, we, that costs money. Yeah, for we sure. Big money sometimes, yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, it's nice to have a, a bit of money for that, but be sensible about it as yes. well, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah and I mean, just some things we'll say maybe that, when I was working before, mm. I, I could afford maybe to get somebody in to do certain jobs. Okay. Like, let's say, but now I might have more time in my hands, so you I could it. maybe paint the hall and landing yeah, myself. Okay, but yeah. obviously, that's why I need to keep fit, because there'll come a time when I won't be able <laughs> yes, to, to, do it, to do it myself. Yeah, yeah but yes, like, I mean, things, uh, prices of food uh, don't stop going up. Correct. We've been lucky, I suppose, so far, because... Uh, uh, I'm not sure what the inflation rate is at the moment, mm, but one-ish, 1%. Yes, so yeah. it, it hasn't been too yes. cruel, but we don't know what's going to happen you know, two years down the road. That's you know? correct. Yeah. I think inflation is one of the great one of the great unknowns for people and one of those hidden uh, threats to a, a, a successful retirement income is that. And, and given the fact that a, a 60-year-old couple, as of today, right, if they're 60 today, there is a 50-50 chance that one of them will be here in 35 years, right? So that, that is the stats, right? The 50% chance that one of the two will be here in 35 years. 35 years is a, is a, is a long time. So that's great, right? But there's also, we have to consider how are we going to generate an income for 35 years and how will we ensure that we can ma maintain and keep in line with inflation? So there are things really that, we, that I would encourage people to consider. Absolutely, man. For instance, Noel, uh, Noel's pension hasn't gone up okay. since he retired. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's uh, coming yeah. on ten years now. There you go. So yeah, yeah. you have to make plans. Absolutely. You yeah. Because you can't rely on on things like that. Absolutely. So it's a case of, of of figuring out all of this, and and I know the likes of um, there is a, a, a it's a state funded body. It's it's a registered charity called the Retirement Planning Council. They're based in Dublin. They run courses for people that are approaching retirement to help them figure out the financial aspects, but also the life aspects, right? And how are they going to keep themselves physically and mentally engaged? And and uh, and what are they going to do on a, on a on a bleak? December afternoon or whatever the case may be to, to keep them challenged and keep them motivated and, and, and enjoying life, I suppose. Oh, we'd have to get the phone number. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, uh, fundamentally, um, I, I think it's, for me, it's been really interesting to hear you know, your journey through those decades. And, and, and thank you so much for sharing it. And, and hopefully it'll, it'll resonate with a, with a lot of the people that might be listening to this. Uh, I know I certainly have really uh, gained a lot from, from chatting to you so thank you very much it's been a pleasure thanks buddy we've learned a lot from you and it's, it's been like to have this conversation <laughs> years ago but you were doing more than it absolutely maybe in the next lifetime yeah. okay <laughs>